0: FM Talk. On Demand Audio.
1: Bob Onder is here, former Missouri state senator who has now gotten in the race for the third congressional district. Is it kind of like um, Jill Biden, Bob, where I have to say Dr. Bob Onder? Because that's typically not the case. with You You don't demand that, right? Like Dr. Jill does. Bob is fine. (laughs) How are you, Bob? I'm doing great. Great to be back, Mark. Good to see you. You know, it's funny. I don't know why. You know how your memory kind of creates uh, different things. And I, I have this memory carved out. And I don't even know what the hell we were talking about. But I remember it was in my other house. And I was in the basement, and you and I were involved in some deep conversation probably about 10 years ago about some issue that was going on in the Missouri legislature. Maybe
0: more recently about COVID. Yeah, so it could have been about yeah, that as well. We've talked before, for sure. Well, what what has gotten you
1: into? Let's kind of play connect the dots here a little bit. You were in the I can't remember, Bob. Were you a, a state house member too before Senate? Yeah,
0: I spent a couple of years in the state house and eight years in the Missouri Senate. And uh, term the, limited out. Term limited out. They swore in my replacement in January of twenty twenty three. Nick Shore, uh, out that in uh, St. Charles County. That guy, he's a troublemaker. We he can't, is a we, great guy. He's no, a great guy. We love guy. Nick.
1: He's a good participant on our rear and round table for sure. So you. Originally, though, we're kind of curious about a statewide race, right? Yeah, was that's Lieutenant right. governor, that's right.
0: Yeah, I was a leader in the Missouri Senate, a conservative leader for eight years, and I gave serious thought about continuing service in state government as lieutenant governor. Uh, but then, of course, the retirement of Blaine Lukemaire, my congressman, uh, made me think, and the, my family uh, reflect and pray about how we could best serve. And honestly, we we decided that that was in the congressional race because. Washington DC is a mess. Our country is in a state of crisis and it's due to poor leadership on the federal level. So Washington has created a lot of problems that only Washington can fix.
1: It's a mess. There's no doubt about that. No now doubt. were you also going to run for St. Charles County executive as well? Your I, name was I looked mentioned at, I looked in at connection that. with yeah, that.
0: Yeah, I looked at that race. You know, uh, you know, unlike our unlike our country, uh, St. Charles County is in pretty good shape. I had some pretty serious policy differences with the uh, county executive over COVID especially student quarantines, which didn't make a lot of sense to me. But you know what? By the time it came to really begin the race in earnest, um, that that crisis was pretty much over. It's hard to argue with the success of St. Charles County, so I took a pass at that race.
1: So this is um, kind of stating the the obvious here. This is a bit of a weird district, the way that it's carved out. And one thing that I've discovered, a couple of things that I'll ask you, and I really don't know the answer. You don't have to technically live in the district. Yeah, that's right. Do
0: you live in the district? Yeah, I'm a little bit outside the district. So the way I put it... Everyone
1: I, seems to be just a little bit yeah, outside. Yeah, th- that's right.
0: I, I practiced medicine in the district for 30 years. I lived there for 21 years. I um, represented uh, the district, the, uh, almost all. Uh, uh, my Senate district was in the district for a decade. Um, and um, I'm, I just moved out a couple of months ago to Augusta, Missouri. Oh, really? So, yeah. we're very, cl- very close by. Beautiful. Down there with John Lamping. I know. John Lamping's got a great place down and there. And so, yeah. And so, yeah, I have very strong ties to the district. Uh, St. Charles County is about one third of the entire congressional district. Uh, I'm very well known out there, and um, they, I, you know, I think this is a uh, this is a very uh, it's yeah it's a sprawling district goes all the way to uh, Montauk County, Boone County, Columbia, yeah. Jeff City, all the way down to the lake, a little bit of Camden County. Um, big district, um, but I think you know uh, someone from our region from St. Charles County is well positioned. Bob Ondra is here. He's running for
1: Congress in the third. District. I want to come
0: back to all of that discussion in a second, but this is all related
1: because I would love your thoughts on what's happening right now in the dysfunctional Missouri Senate with the Freedom Caucus, of sure. which I would expect that you, Bob, if you were in the Senate right now, you'd probably be leading the charge. You'd be a member of the Freedom Caucus. So from from your perspective, what's happening? Because yeah. obviously this gets broken down in um, you know, the chaos caucus versus the establishment I'm guessing you might break it down a little bit in that direction, but what's your take right now, as an outsider to a certain extent?
0: Well, yeah, I was one of the co-founders of the original Conservative Caucus. Now I'm—they're calling me an emeritus member of the uh, Freedom Caucus. You know, when I was in medical training, a uh, uh, professor emeritus was always about 90 years old, so I'm not sure emeritus member is good. But no, um, I think what's going on is that uh, Freedom Caucus members in the Missouri Senate see that year after year, Senate leadership some very important uh, priority bills. And in this case, uh, initiative petition reform is very important because year after year, progressive special interests come to Missouri and quite literally for about two to five million dollars, they buy themselves constitutional amendments to the Missouri uh, Constitution. And in this case, um, we are on the eve of potentially having a progressive special interest buy an amendment to put abortion rights in our Constitution at a time when Missouri is a very pro-life state. Uh, Likewise, there are other interest groups looking to uh, put gun control into the Missouri Constitution. So it is critical that um, we pass initiative petition reform now this year. And, uh, you know, time and again, it looks like leadership in the House and in the Senate have killed it. So uh, the uh, Freedom Caucus is taking a stand.
1: It's a tough issue for me only because, I don't think anybody really cares, except for the insiders. Now, I understand that it has an effect on the electorate. There's no doubt. But I've said this many times. There ain't nobody that gives a rat's you-know-what about this. And nobody that's listening right now who's not inside politics, they don't really understand it. And I think to a certain extent they would say, wait a second. And I I get the nuances here. We can talk about some of the different bills because there's one proposal that says, okay, you can't get uh, you have to get a majority in five of the eight congressional districts, not just a simple majority Mm -hmm. across the state. That's sort of like to a certain set, maybe a miniature electoral college. Right. Right. So I I understand the the differences, the nuances, the needs. We're a
0: republic, not a direct democracy. And, um, you know, that may be hard to understand. But another way of looking at it is should two major metro areas be able to rewrite? the Constitution of the state of Missouri with a simple majority vote. Um, And since our last Constitution in 1945, there have been something like 60 amendments to our Constitution. It's become a glorified statute book. It's really become a joke. It is. And the problem is... It's for sale, yeah. and uh, your elected representatives can't go back and fix these things.
1: Look, I, and I'm on the record. Uh, you can go back. You know, I, I split my time in Missouri just a little bit. I was here till 1996, and then I left and was in Wisconsin. But I remember talking about this process in the 80s and in yes. the 90s yes. about how messed up it was yes. because I've always felt— That it's a system that's abused, right? Yes.
0: It should be much more difficult to amend our Constitution. Um, To look at it another way, only half of states have an initiative petition process at all. Fewer than that. Is that true? Only half Only half at all. Yeah. And um, only about half of those uh, have a process that doesn't involve the legislature and even fewer than those I think only about eight can a simple majority vote amend the Constitution so, what would so you we're favor really here? an outlier
1: what get more at 971talk.com